Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. I will be reading from the book by Jensen Franklin, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed, Five Steps to Survive in the Chaos of Life. Step three, look ahead. In my many years as a runner, I've learned an important secret about going for a successful run. I make up my mind before I start exactly how far I'm going to run. If I don't take that important step, my body will quickly decide that the run is over and not take any more steps. The secret to running is also a secret for living. Finishing the race requires knowing your end goal before you even take the first step. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew twenty four thirteen, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Just as the secret to Tino Wallendaw's balance on a high wire is to focus on a fixed point at the end of the wire. Our job as believers is to maintain laser focus and fix our eyes on the prize to stay the course laid before us. He who endures to the end shall be saved. The one who lasts is the one who wins. It doesn't matter how long it takes or what you look like in the end. What matters is that you remain. To endure isn't always enjoyable or fun. Sometimes it's draining unglamorous but wait we endure for a reason we're not doing it just because there is always a purpose even in the pain paul writes this about the reason we endure let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility, lest you become weary and discouraged. Hebrews twelve one through 3 Jesus endured the cross because of the joy set before him. He endured Calvary because... He could look ahead and see the resurrection. Don't let what is going on around you sabotage what God is doing within you. Instead of feeling frustrated at where you are, focus where you are going. Remember these words that Paul wrote. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance so that after You have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Hebrews 10, 35-37 Determine that no matter what you must endure, you will not give up in the hard time. Six ways to look ahead. The chaos of life can block our view of the hope before us. How can we endure when we can't see past this afternoon? We all face moments when enduring seems impossible. I want to give you six different ways to build up your endurance so that 
If the kind of moment comes when carrying on just seems impossible, you are ready to embrace the resistance and push through it. Here are six ways to put into practice to look ahead. Number one, create the right atmosphere. Number two, connect to the right power supply. Number three, get the right information. Number four, get in the right location. Number five, get the right focus. Number six, get the right timing. Let's look at each of these ways to look ahead and endure a little more closely. Number one, create the right atmosphere. In my life, you create the atmosphere. In a word, the right atmosphere is praise. Have you ever noticed that emotions create atmospheres? If somebody is sad, you walk into the room and you feel that sadness. If somebody is fearful, you can feel that. If somebody is angry or upset about something without one word being said, that person projects a negative feeling from his or her spirit into the atmosphere of a room just from the anger he or she possesses. There's an amazing story in the Old Testament about King Saul. If Saul were alive today, he probably would be diagnosed as bipolar. He fits and times when he had fits and times when darkness and depression would come on him and he would go out of his mind. And the Bible tells us that when the evil spirits of depression troubled him and he went into that dark place of his life, he would do something strange. He'd call David and ask him to come over with his harp and fill the palace with soothing music. And the young boy would play his music as the king sat on the throne in depression, in darkness, and in sorrow of life and hopelessness. All David did was fill the room with praise and it would change the atmosphere of the palace. The evil spirits would depart from Saul and he would return again to a place of peace in his life. You might not be able to change your circumstance, but you can control the atmosphere. Think of the type of people you are associating with and think about the content you are consuming. Are they positive or negative? Faith-filled or fear-filled? What sort of atmosphere are you creating with the words coming out of your mouth or the thoughts filling your mind? When you decide to change your atmosphere, you can shift the trajectory of your day from worry to worship, from panic to praise. Number two, connect to the right power supply. The right energy source for a believer is the Holy Spirit. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came to live inside you. In short, this is the indwelling of the Spirit. He will speak to your heart as you go through the highs and lows in life. In John 14, 26, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the helper and says, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Though we cannot physically see him, the Holy Spirit is our helper and our teacher. So this isn't about a God way up there 
whom you go see on Sundays or when you are in trouble. This is a constant companion. The Holy Spirit is with you always and everywhere you go. This was God's plan when he took Jesus back to heaven to sit at his right hand, praying for you. God, Jesus is up there praying for us. This Holy Spirit is called your teacher, counselor, helper, comforter, close friend, protector. I had the opportunity to visit the upper room in Jerusalem 2,000 plus years earlier in what may have been the same room or in a room that looked like it, a group of 120 people gathered. They were the first to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but certainly not the last. The ordinary run-of-the-mill group was equipped with power, strength, and passion to fulfill the will of God for their lives. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. As a result of what happened, the Bible says, that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. What would this world look like if we were connected to that kind of power? The Bible says every nation under heaven was represented was represented there in Jerusalem and they all heard the wonderful works of God spoken in their own language. The Holy Spirit gave the believers words meaning. More than that, he gave their life new meaning. At 16, my life was transformed when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. When that fire fell on me, there was no turning back. There was a new fervor, a new drive and passion to press forward, seeking more of Him. When the Holy Spirit comes, something changes in you just as it did for the 120 in the upper room. Gifts are awakened, purpose is stirred, and peace that comes only from the Comforter shelters you. I have found that in my in my own life it's impossible to function without the Holy Spirit's fire. Without his ignition my words fall flat and empty, but how do you keep the fire burning? First, I talk to the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes we forget that the Holy Spirit is a person. Frequently, I find myself talking to him during my prayer time as I walk through our woods in Georgia. Many times I sing to him. There's nothing quite like true undefiled worship to usher in the presence of the Holy Spirit. When Paul and Silas sang in prison, doors were open, chains were loosened, and prisoners were set free. If you're not musically inclined, maybe this makes you feel silly. Just remember that God is not interested in your talent, but in your heart. There's no perfect way to praise him. The key is to thank him for who he is and what he has done. I want to challenge you to plug into the power source every morning. The power of the Holy Spirit is available to you, but you must be plugged in. Pray and ask God to fill it. 
renew, and empower you with His Holy Spirit. Number three, get the right information. What you take in determines what you see. If you get bad or frightening information, you'll see a world of fear and hopelessness. You can't listen to other people's opinion and hear God's truth about the situation. If you only focus on the negative news of the day, you'll miss God's word for today. What does the Lord say about your situation? That's the only information you need. God doesn't call you like you are. He calls you according to where you're going to be. In Jeremiah 15, 16, the prophet says, Your words were found and I ate them. It's not enough to hear the word of the Lord. We need to hear it and receive it. Let it get inside us. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are or what people say. What does God say about your situation? What does God say about your family? What does God say about your future? And what does God say about your freedom? There's a remarkable story in the Old Testament about a man named Gideon who was hiding in a cave. God sent an angel to find him. The angel begins a conversation with Gideon by calling him a mighty man of valor, Judges 6.12. But Gideon didn't feel like one. He felt like a wimp. God told him, in effect, you're not a wimp. You're a winner. You're not a weakling. You're my man. You're the man of valor. What was God doing? God was putting the right information into Gideon. God wanted him to be aware of more than his fear and his overwhelming circumstances. And he wanted Gideon to get in, to get an image of himself as victorious. When you begin to believe and live out the truth, many times that right information will look like the opposite of what you're experiencing. Yet God is beginning to get you to understand that it's not about what you are. It's about what you will be. The way to overcome what overwhelms you is to get a picture of yourself, not as you see yourself, but as God sees you. God does not see you defeated. God does not see you bound. God does not see you as poor and broke. He does not see you as walked on and kicked by life. God sees you as an overcomer. God sees you as the head and not the tail. God sees you as blessed and highly favored. God's way of bringing victory into your life is to show you yourself, not the way you see yourself, but the way he sees you. You may think you were, are, and will always be depressed. You may see yourself as having to battle with yourself to get up every morning. You may picture your future as limited or less than, but this is not what God sees. He has different information about you. He has the right information. I love this scripture. 
The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Isaiah 50 verse 4. Every morning God gives us a word. It's our job to listen and receive the word and get programmed right. What's the word? Read the Bible, the word. It's not your feelings. It's not your situation. It's not what your best friend tells you or what social media feeds you read. The right information is that God will never leave you or forsake you and that he has a great future for you. I have disciplined myself to be in God's word daily. Now, I know you may be thinking, yeah, but you're a pastor, so that's your job. Let me assure you that if I only studied to create messages, I would burn out. I study to fuel the flame that God has placed deep within me. I read his word to know him personally. Does this mean that every day I wake up overflowing with these things? Not always, but God has yet to fail me. It takes diligent effort on our part to keep the fire burning. As we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. And when God is near to you, nothing can keep you from enduring.